0: Welcome to the Hustle Sanely Podcast, a show where we are breaking up with unhealthy hustle culture and redefining what it means to be productive. I'm your host and new productivity BFF, Jess Massey. Around here, we believe that productivity is so much more than just checking a million things off of a never ending to do list. I am obsessed with teaching you how to prioritize your mental health and the important relationships in your life. While you pursue your goals, I'm here to help you ditch that feeling of constant overwhelm and cultivate an intentional life by getting your mindset right, getting clear on your vision and creating a schedule that aligns with your actual priorities. If you want to learn how to live a peacefully productive life, then you're going to want to stick around. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to the show. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month, which means I am not by myself. I have got a guest on with me, and I'm really stoked to introduce you to her. I am chatting with the founder of Business Babes Collective, Danielle. I was on her podcast last year, and we had such a great conversation that I just knew that I wanted to bring her on to share her wisdom with the Hustle Stanley community. Danielle is a visionary entrepreneur, a podcaster, obviously, I just told you that I was on her show, a collaboration. Operations expert and founder of Business Babes Collective, a global community that supports and connects female entrepreneurs and leaders. With over a decade of entrepreneurial experience spanning diverse industries, including sales for high end electronics, health and wellness, conferences, events, and digital marketing, Danielle has become a seasoned expert in helping businesses scale and grow their community. Danielle's unique strength lies in equipping women entrepreneurs with the tools they need to create strategic and profitable collaborations that exponentially increase exposure and create massive impact. As a wife and mother of two, Danielle also has a huge passion for teaching women how to build profitable and sustainable businesses that create time and financial freedom. Love that. That is a very in alignment with Hustle Saintly. Today, Danielle and I are diving into all things abundance mindset. Now, if you've been in the Hustle Saintly community for a while, you probably have heard me share that overcoming a scarcity mindset was one of my biggest hurdles as a new entrepreneur. One of my loudest thoughts during that season was, oh my gosh, I need to hurry up and do this idea before someone else beats me to it. I really wish that back then I would have known about Danielle because today she is going to be talking about why having an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset is vital to our success. I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for coming on the show and being so willing to share your time and your energy and your expertise with us. I am so excited to jump into this conversation. We were just chatting before I hit record, and I told the listeners in the intro abundance and scarcity mindset, they are things that I have wrestled with a lot as an entrepreneur. So I really think this conversation is just going to be really beneficial for a lot of people because I know, I know I'm not the only one out there who has had a time with this mindset situation. But before we get into all the good stuff that has to do with abundance mindset, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know it's the hardest question, but what are your important (laughs) roles in life? What are you passionate about? All that good stuff.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Jess. I'm so honored to be here. I absolutely love your brand. I love your podcast. We had you on our podcast. So I'm just I'm grateful um, to k- be connected with you and to be here today. So yeah, my background is really in building community and hosting events. So um I'm also a mom. I'm a mom of two. I recently had my second. So I'm a mom. I'm a business owner. I'm a podcaster. Um, I'm a I'm a community builder, an event host, and so many different things. But I think one of the things that I'm most passionate about is community and collaboration. And I'll kind of talk about as we start to have this conversation, just about the abundance mindset and scarcity mindset. That really kind of plays into a lot of what I do when it comes to building community, because building community, um, building relationships, especially in my brand, it's with business owners. And so um, entrepreneurs, mostly women. And so, you know, there's a lot of those fears that come up when you start to build relationships and when you start to build community and networking where, you know, you feel like, oh, is this person my competition? And there's all these kind of Things that come up for us, and so that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. And I truly believe that collaboration and connection and community is one of the best ways to not only if you if you're a business owner like build your brand, but also just to live an amazing life. Because if we're doing things on our own, or we're trying to grow and um, become better versions of ourselves, and we're doing that just on our own and we we're not in relationships with other people it's going to be very very difficult. Mm. And so that's why I'm so passionate about all things community, collaborations and relationships.
0: I love it. I am such a believer that we were created to do life together and I feel like yes. the internet has made it it's given us, you know, opportunities that otherwise we may not have to do life together, but I also feel like on the other side like it's created this sense of like Isolation for a lot of people. It depends on how you use it. So that's why I'm really excited to get into this conversation. But before we get into like the juicy questions, I have some rapid fire ones that I like to start off with just so that the listeners, like, they feel like they know you a little bit. You know what I mean? So the first one, what book are you currently reading or podcast are you currently loving? Or you can share both if you're a reader and a podcast listener.
1: Okay. I love this question. So I'm going to share a book. It's I, I'm cheating because I'm not reading it right now, and it wasn't really that recently because I just had a baby. But um, it's a book called Dream Big uh, by Bob Goff, and I love Bob Goff. He's like one of my favorite authors, Same. and I love that book so much. So that is one of my favorite books, and then. I'm a podcast junkie. I love your podcast. I love (laughs) listening to podcasts. One of the ones that I've really enjoyed lately um, is uh, Cubicle to CEO by my friend Ellen Yin. So it's a business podcast and it's basically transparent. A lot of it is like financial conversations around how did people make certain amounts in their their business and what's the strategy behind it. So it's a super interesting, transparent conversation around that and it's really cool because I think Often, as women, we don't talk about that kind of stuff, I was just about and to say, so I feel like
0: you don't hear about that very often. That's exactly. like a very like niche and needed podcast. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like. So yeah. it's really cool. Um, and she's she's amazing. So I love I love listening to that. So those are my two two in love.
0: I <laughs> also love Bob Goff. I always say that. Um, in another life, I wish he was my grandpa.
1: 100 <laughs> oh, percent.
0: Yeah, right, right. Like I have my a bookshelf in my office with like my favorite PD books and that one is on there. That is one of my top favorite as well. Absolutely love it. If you guys haven't read it, you have to read it. It is so, so good. Okay. The next question, do you know your Enneagram number?
1: Okay. This is hilarious because I, I have been asked this question so many times. I do not. I feel, I don't, I'm, I feel like there's an Enneagram number for people who don't know what they are because they no, yeah, can't yeah. decide because they feel like they resonate with all of them. Yeah. So I don't know, whatever that Enneagram number yeah. is, I am. Because I'm like, I feel like I'm a like I'm type three, but then that I'm that. kind of type seven, sort of type eight. I'm yeah. like nine as well. So <laughs>
0: yeah, a little bit of all of them. You know, I love that answer. That makes sense. And then the next question is, what is a life hack that is saving you in your current season? So you just had a baby is Gosh, what, you're, yes. what you shared. Yeah. So is there a life mm-hmm. hack that is just really helping you out right now?
1: Okay, so I think the biggest one is wearing my baby, like, Mm -hmm. because. He loves cuddles, which I love. It's mm-hmm. so it's so great. Um, but you know, mama's gotta get some stuff done. Yes. <laughs> because I also have a toddler and I have a business to run. So wearing my baby is game changing. And my husband also does it. And wow. um yeah, I mean TMI, but like also you have to be careful because they will have blowouts oh while you are carrying them. So that, that's, that's, that's the only that downside. Not <laughs> yet
0: with me and Everly, I don't wear her as much now, but when she was a newborn, I wore her every day day and I would constantly like turn and look in the mirror and I'm like, is there anything going on that I need to know about? Because people would send me DMs like to be funny with like a picture of them wearing their newborn with a big blowout. And they're like, I had no idea. I was walking around Target for the first time after having oh. my baby. And I was just like, oh my gosh, they like put the fear in me. So I was like hyper vigilant. I feel like about that. Um, But I love that. I could not agree more that I loved snuggling with Everly when she was a newborn, but sometimes I would just need to get off my booty you know and get some stuff done or i would just get restless and i was like okay i want to go outside like but i don't want to disturb her so wearing her just it made life so much easier and then the last kind of like rapid fire question what is one product that you are obsessed with right now and it could be any kind of product like beauty okay snack like you can go whatever direction you want to go with this
1: Okay, so this is this is funny because I'm going to say it's actually right here. It's my water bottle. I know people can't see it right now, but it's a very colorful like rainbow water bottle. <laughs> and I actually found out about this water bottle like years ago and I tried to buy it on Amazon and I'm in Canada and we just don't have things accessible. Like it'll be like, "Oh, it's available in the US, but it's not in Canada." I'm like, "Oh." And then I found it at um, a drugstore. No, recently. That is and incredible. I, and I told my husband, I'm like, I have to get that water bottle. And he's like, he was looking at me. He's like, no, you don't. He's like, that is, that, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's massive, by the way, for people who can't see it. It's like the amount of water that you're supposed to drink in a day. And it basically has like encouragements as you start drinking it. Saying, it like it has, you're like, doing great. You're on almost it. It. Yeah. I
0: love yeah. that.
1: <laughs> and, um, and anyways, I, I bought it and I love it. And my daughter loves it and she actually drinks from it as well. So it's great.
0: I love it. I love it. And y'all, I know you can't see it, but it is actually bigger than her head when she held it up. Like it is a big (laughs) water bottle. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So now hopefully you guys know a little bit about Danielle, who she is. So now you're ready to like trust her on all things abundance mindset, right? So like I said, there is just so much that I want to dive into for this conversation for myself, but also for the Hustle Sanely community who's listening. But I want to start off by getting us all on the same page. I do this a lot in my solo episodes where I kind of just like go to like level zero just to make sure that we're all kind of talking about the same thing because you hear a lot of terms like thrown around online a lot like abundance mindset, scares mindset. And I want to make sure that we all are talking about the same thing. So can you tell us the difference between abundance mindset and scarcity mindset? Like what is each one?
1: Yeah, such a good question. So I think it can be defined so many different ways, but the way that I look at it is abundance mindset is looking at the world kind of with rose colored glasses in a way of you see the world as this place of opportunities. You see it as a place where you can connect and collaborate with other people. You have this kind of positive view and you you really see the best in other people and you assume their best intentions as well. And also abundance also kind of relates to things like an abundance of time, an abundance mm-hmm. of resources to do what you want an abundance of energy to accomplish what you want. And so really it's this, basically when you're in an abundance mindset, you feel like anything is possible. So I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I know when I think about when I was a little girl and there's just these like little moments that I had when I was little and maybe it was, um, driving in in the back of a convertible for the first time when you like the wind's in your hair and you're just like wow the world is so big and full of possibility yes. and you just kind of have those like moments i love the visual um, and so for me that's kind of what i think of when i think of an abundance mindset mm-hmm. you don't have on any of these preconceived negative thoughts of oh that person's going to um you know, steal my idea, or this person is. You know, I, I don't want to connect or or build a relationship with this person because um, I don't want them to. You know, steal from me or or whatever that is. Like it's just, it's, it's thinking the best intentions of other people and then also thinking of the world as a place where anything is possible. So that's what I would consider abundance mentality. And then scarcity is basically the exact opposite. It's thinking that resources are scarce, that there's not enough for all of us to go around, that we have to hoard our ideas, our money, our resources, our time. And we also are not open to relationships and we're not open Mm -hmm. to those kind of collaborative opportunities. So yeah, hopefully that answers your question.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love the imagery of the convertible moment because I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Like now I'm always going to think of that whenever I'm thinking about (laughs) abundance mindset. I love it. Um, Okay. So a lot of people in the Hustle Sanely community know that scarcity mindset, like I mentioned earlier, it's something that I personally have really had to figure out and navigate. I feel like it really ramped up as when I became a business owner and it's just a Mm -hmm. hardcore limiting belief that I struggled with when I first started Hustle Sanely almost five years ago, which is bananas to think about. That's another story for another day that it's already (laughs) been almost five years. Um, But the thoughts that I would have kind of pop up often it was, oh my gosh, I have to do this new idea immediately before someone else beats me to it. And mm. I was very just like apprehensive when it came to making friends in the online space because I was nervous, yes. like you said earlier, that someone was going to steal my ideas or take advantage of me or not have to work as hard as me because they kind of are, you know, riding on my coattails, like kind of things like that. Um and I also got really, really nervous about investing money into my business because I was stuck in that scarcity mindset. I worked all the time, I definitely was not hustling sanely when I first created. Hustle Stanley, which is very <laughs> ironic, but it's the truth. Because I was just, I was afraid of running out of time to make my ideas happen quick enough. So I had scarcity mindset going on in like every direction, like time, money, relationships, like pretty much every <laughs> avenue that you can have it. I had it. So I want to know what caused you to be passionate about sharing on abundance mindset. Were there any obstacles that you had to overcome to live from a place of abundance? Like, how have you seen living with an abundance mindset impact your own life? Like, how did you get where you are today? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, this is such a great question. And I think anytime that we are passionate about something or we love to share about it or talk about it, it is also because we have dealt with it ourselves. So I definitely have struggled with a scarcity mindset and, you know, wanting to have an abundance mindset. But I think, you know, it, it really is the – this idea and like you kind of talked about of, oh – you know, if I share my ideas or if I build relationships with these people who might be great collaborative partners, they're going to take my idea and they're going to run with it, right? So I think especially, again, as a business owner, right? So when I was first starting our community, our, our community is now called Business Babes Collective. So we host these events for women entrepreneurs. And the the idea is to get people together. We do panel events, we do workshops, and then now, of course, we've expanded Online and we do um, courses and programs and masterminds online as well. But I was when I started, it was like, okay, I'm hosting these local events in this local city, and there wasn't much of the, there wasn't much for entrepreneurs. at that time in my city. And so as I started to host these events, as I started to build this community, there were other communities that started popping up. Um, And so it was immediately like this, oh, now they're doing something that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it was this, okay, now I don't wanna have anything to do with that community, right? And so that was the initial kind of thought process because in my mind it was like, well, if someone's gonna go to their event, they're not going to come to my event. And it was this, really this scarcity mentality that I got myself into. And I think the biggest thing is that it's okay to have those feelings. I think that's natural and I think that's normal. But what I want to encourage people to do is to actively take steps to Put yourself in that abundance mindset and practice it as well because it's not going to necessarily fully go away. You might still be triggered by people or triggered by seeing someone potentially doing the exact same thing as you. But what I want to share is that even though you think, oh, that person is doing the same thing as me, they're offering the same maybe... Um, service or product or experience as I am with with my business, let's say, they're going to be doing it in a different way than you are. They have a different personality. They have a different skill set. They have a different way of communicating. And so there are going to be people who resonate more with you than they do with that other person and vice versa. And so I always share with people, we should not be worried about people like stealing our clients, for example, or stealing, you know, our ideas or the things that we want to do in life. Or, you know, maybe people who don't have a business, but they want to go for that job. It's like, oh, but I'm competing with that person for that dream job. Okay. Well, think about it this way. If that person gets that job, maybe that means that they were actually... Meant for that job, and you were meant for something better, mm-hmm. something that's more aligned with who you are, that's more aligned with your skill set and your lifestyle. And so it's just thinking about the world in a way of, okay, if that, if I don't get that opportunity that I really wanted, and my quote unquote competitor got it before me, that means that there's something else waiting for me and it's going to be a better fit. And so it's having that mindset that is so powerful because it also creates opportunities. Mm. So when you are living in a place of, you know, woe is me, uh there's nothing for me, there's no opportunities, the world is a hard place to live in, all these thoughts that we have swirling around, that's going to that's going to make us actually closed off to the opportunities that are all around us. So when we think of the world abundantly and we think, okay, there is more than enough money, time, resources, relationships, clients for our business, all of those things, then all of a sudden we open ourselves up and we see opportunities everywhere. Mm. And so we actually are more likely to get those opportunities because we're seeing them. And then it's really just taking that step and getting outside of our comfort zone to go for it. So that, yeah, hopefully that answers your question in a roundabout way is I think that, you know, I struggled with uh, scarcity mindset, but once I started shifting my perspective, shifting my mindset, like the floodgates opened. And as I started to collaborate with other people who. Would potentially be quote unquote my p- competitors. That's when my business skyrocketed, and also it's so much more fun to. I was gonna
0: say, I hope she mentioned. Yeah, that it's actually way more fun when you're not. It's kind so of on much your own more fun doing things, you know.
1: Yeah, and also like the people that are your your quote unquote competitors, they're probably similar to you, and that's like that makes you guys perfect to be in relationship with each other. And you probably have a lot in common and who knows, you just might make a best friend out of it. You might collaborate. Maybe you'll launch a business together. Like we have people all the time that come to our events and are a part of our community and they go into business with each other or they collaborate and host an event together or they, you know, cross-promote one another's businesses. Like There's so many different ways to um, help each other. And I think that that is one of the biggest reasons why I think it's so important to spread this message because the more people who are open to it, I think the better that our our world can be, even though that sounds super cheesy. But
0: <laughs> no, hey, I am here for the cheesiness because, like you said, it is so, so true. Everything that you were saying, I was just like over here nodding my head. I have um, on my phone like a little photo. Um, like on my home screen, and it says, "You give life to what you give your energy to." And when you were talking, mm. it just kept popping up. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is exactly like what I believe and what I align with." Because um, it's like you said, whenever you're focused on what's available there's going to be more available because that's where your mind is. That's where your thoughts are. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're focused on. But if you're focused on the lack, then that is what you're going to notice. And that's what you're going to kind of see, right? Um, So I just, I love how you worded that. Um, And I want to dig more into the, you know, collaborating with your, and I'm doing air quotes also, your competition, because I feel like for so many people, I feel like that's easier said than done, right? Um, Even though you just shared like all of the opportunity that can come from kind of collaborating with your competition. um, I want to talk about that just a little bit more. Can you give us some examples of ways to do that? That feels kind of like authentic, right? Because you don't Mm want to just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like bombard someone's DMs like, Hey, I'm trying to have an abundance mindset. So, can we be friends? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. what's a real, genuine way that you can connect with your someone who's in your industry? Um, that maybe you're like, okay, I've struggled with, you know, l- the limiting belief that has to do with like scarcity. Um, whether it's with that person specifically, or you know, maybe not, whatever doesn't matter. Um, but just how can you connect with somebody in your mm-hmm. industry in a way that kind of promotes that collaboration in a real way?
1: Yes, such a good question. I think that when it comes to collaboration, I think there's a few things that I always share with my community and with with my clients too, especially if they struggle with a scarcity mindset, is think about it this way. When we see some of the most successful um, people or businesses or brands or like Authors who have written like best selling books, all of those things. When we see those people, think about all of the people that they collaborate with. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people that would potentially be their quote-unquote competitors, right? Yet they're promoting each other's books. They're having each other on each other's podcasts. They are potentially hosting events together. Like there's all of this cross-promotion, cross-collaboration happening. And so it's like, okay, if we see that, if we see the people that maybe we admire doing those collaborations, then why can't we do that at the level that we are at? And so I think it's just, it's, it's breaking through again, that scarcity mindset. But I also do want to say it, that doesn't mean that you have to go out there and literally collaborate with every single person or every single competitor out there. It's like, think about, okay, who do I resonate with? Mm -hmm. Who shares my values? Who is someone that I personally admire, even if they are, Potentially doing very similar things that I'm doing, so you know there has to be that level of shared values, shared um, community. Like if, if for example, if you are a business owner and you're wanting to maybe expand your reach or um, get more exposure for your business, it's like, okay, who are the people in my industry who have similar or complementary? products or services that we could actually come together and we could cross promote each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think about this like let's say for example in the in the product industry. Okay, if you have maybe you have beautiful handcrafted necklaces and then you connect with someone who has a cosmetic brand or a clothing brand or maybe even a jewelry brand, but it's complementary to what you do, right? So it actually makes sense to cross promote. Mm-hmm. The beautiful thing about that is that when you come together and when you do something together, whether that be just cross promoting between your two brands, or you come together and maybe you um, host a event with multiple different brands, like you're just expanding your network mm-hmm. and you're doubling or tripling or quadrupling or even more your exposure, right? If you're trying to do it all yourself, you're basically just using your own network. And, you know, yeah, you can use social media, but, you know, is your goal there to just go viral by just posting reels, right? Like, is that like your strategy? And so the biggest strategy that that I have seen work the best is bringing everyone together so that because there's people within your network that might want what that other brand has to offer that the other person has to offer and vice versa and so you can get in front of your ideal clients and customers and things like that by doing that now obviously that's speaking to it from a business perspective right. but think about think about like when you were in school and university um, for those that went to university and you did st- Group projects, right? And I know a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes. They're like, oh my goodness, yeah. I hated group projects. But you know what? The reason you probably didn't like them is because a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are probably overachievers. They're probably mm-hmm. very organized. So they were the one to basically do all the work yep. <laughs> while the other people basically like rode on the other person's coattails, yep. right? Um, but if you think about it this way, if you ever did have, and I remember um, one of my group projects in university, where we had this group of people. And I was like, wow, this is the epitome of an Epic group of people. We were all super hardworking. We Mm -hmm. all really wanted to do a good job. We were all, um, you know, smart. We had different different skill sets. But when we came together, we actually worked so well as a team. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want you to think about when you think about collaboration. Who are the people that you could connect with, that you could work with, that you could collaborate with, that maybe have slightly different skill sets. And when you come together on a project or something, then it's it's so much easier to accomplish it because you're in your genius zone, they're in their genius zone, and it's the work is so much more smooth and easy because you're doing that. And I mean, that relates to so many things oh, potentially yeah. building your team if you have a business, you know, ha- hiring people onto your team. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but
0: yeah, it, I'll it, let it. you
1: steer the conversation where you want it to go. <laughs>
0: You're, everything that you're saying just keeps reminding me of like these quotes. I'm just like, yes, yes. But have you heard, I'm sure you have, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's something like a rising tide lifts all the boats or something like that. Yeah. Like that reminds me of what you're saying. Like when you're the one who was like trying to, uh, you know, be a part of rising that tide, like you're lifting everyone up. Um, and I just keep going back in my mind to the relationship aspect of it as an entrepreneur. Um, thank, God, my best friend in in real life, like in person. Her name's Carson. She is also an entrepreneur. We're in very different industries. She's a copywriter. I am a productivity coach. So, like, our lines don't really cross that much. Um, But having somebody in my life in such a close capacity who gets it as far as like online business has been such a lifesaver for me the last five years because I've had somebody who when things get tough, like I don't feel like I'm like trudging through things on my own, right? Even though she might not completely get everything single thing that I'm going through because we're in different industries, she gets the gist of it. And I feel like that's something too um, that a lot of people can take away from this conversation. We mentioned just like doing life in community. I really do think we were created for that. And I feel like Mm – the positives and the negatives. Like When you're having a hard time in your business, you have your community to lean on, right? If you're celebrating something, it's so much more fun to celebrate alongside of other people who get it. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. And I want to give a quick example of that because I love that. I also – one of my best friends that I grew up with is is an entrepreneur too. Mm -hmm. She's in the product-based industry. So, yeah, we're in different industries, but it's so – we work together sometimes, like co-work together. And it's just so great because we can be like, hey, this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm working on. Like this is a struggle I'm having. Like, hey, what's your advice here? And so that's so powerful. Um, And one of the things that I wanted to share was the fact that More recently, because after the pandemic, when we started to bring back our in-person events, I knew that I didn't want us to be doing that just on our own. So we have a very small team. And so we used to do everything on our own from the planning to the, um, you know, uh, securing all the vendors, sponsors, decor, like everything. And that was a lot. Like it's a lot of work to plan an event. And so I knew that I wanted to collaborate and work with another business that could take on some of that um o- like overhead of 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 work and also be there on the day to help facilitate the event so that everything went smoothly. And so we recently connected with an amazing company. They're called Gather Events. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. And it has just been the most rewarding experience ever to work with a brand and work with a company. It's two girls, they also have a team that are so aligned in vision, mm-hmm. in values, and also they have the most complementary skill sets to what we have. And so when we come together and we work together, it's honestly just like magic. And it's really cool because it's something that I've always wanted and I've always dreamt of having because, you know, over the last eight years of building this brand and this business, there's been so many ups and downs, there's been so many challenges. And especially when you're doing in person events, for anyone who's planned any in person events, like, it is, it's, it can be a grind sometimes. A lot
0: of and so, like, go into an event. I used to be in the event planning yeah. industry. I was an intern for like an uh, an events production company, and
1: it, it is no joke. Let me tell you. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. So, you know, that has just been such a beautiful example of when people come together with different skill sets that share a vision, that share values, like, magic is created. And we just had our first full day conference back in March, and I had been wanting to do something like that since I started my business. We've done hundreds of events. We've we've done so many different workshops and evening events, but I wanted to do a full day conference, but I never felt that with the team that we had that that was possible, but we, we did it. And it was so incredible because people came up to us and said like, oh, the energy in the room and like everything that we wanted to create we created, but I know that I could not have done that without them. Yeah. And so it's just really knowing that you have your skill sets, but not being intimidated by other people's skill sets and how those can complement yours to make your vision a reality. Because sometimes when we have these big goals and we have these big dreams, we know what we want to create, but then we hold ourselves back and maybe we're, we're stuck in that scarcity mindset because we have no idea the steps to get to To make those dreams a reality, right? right? And often what I find is it's, yes, it's knowing the steps to get there and breaking those down and, you know, having like a lot of the stuff that you talk about on your podcast is like having those things. And then also on top of that, it's okay, who else can you bring in, right? right, right. To be able to make those goals a reality. And often that's the gap. Because maybe we don't know those people yet or we're like, well, who am I supposed to connect with? How do I connect with them? So it's building those connections, those networks. And sometimes, I don't want to discourage anyone, but sometimes you do have to take those risks and maybe it's not going to work out amazing the first time or even the second time or even the third time, but you continue trying and you continue to put yourself out there. And you will find those people that are really aligned with you. And you'll start to recognize those red flags (laughs) of, oh, this is maybe not the right person to connect with or collaborate with, right? Right. So trust your gut, trust your intuition when you're looking for those people to connect with, to collaborate with, because um, it is so worth it when it does work. And when when it is aligned, you can just create so much more together.
0: Yeah. I love everything that you just said. And it reminded me of um, I am a follower of Christ. That's what I believe in. My faith is really important to me. And it just reminds me that like there are – how many churches are there? There's like one on every corner, right? There are so many churches and we're all kind of under the same mission, but we're all like in different, you know, buildings, like doing – our own thing with our own communities, or whatever. But it just like it, it's such a beautiful image of like, yes, mm-hmm. we're all kind of in our own space doing our own thing, but we're all under like one mission. And I feel like that's kind of how it is when you collaborate in the online space or in the entrepreneurial space. It's just like, yes, we're all kind of like in our own world, doing our own thing, but we're all here to make an impact, right? That's probably, if you have an online business, you have a mission, a way that you're trying to help people, right? Like that's, we're all here with the same heart, hopefully most of us, um, to help people to make the world a better place. And I feel like even if you have to get that broad to like help you get out of that scarcity mindset, um, like start there, just kind of dig your feet in and be like, okay, everybody is here with good intentions. Everybody is here to serve people, help others, Um, So how can I start to connect with people to kind of spread that mission collectively? Mm -hmm. Um, So that being said, we're all about concrete action steps here on the Hustle Family podcast. So what are a few action steps that someone can take right now to help them kind of shift out of the scarcity mindset and into an abundance mindset if they're listening and they're like, wow this is hitting. I didn't really realize how much of a scarcity mindset I was kind of taking on. What can I do today to kind of like shift out of that?
1: Okay, amazing. I'm going to give you three things. Um, One is surround yourself with other people who also have an abundance mindset. I think that that's the most important one because if you are always around people who are always talking about everything that's going to go wrong or they're like, oh, that thing that you're trying to do that's super scary and like what if you lose all your money and, you know, all of those things. And sometimes it's the people that are closest to us, unfortunately, that maybe have those mindsets. And so it's really like one is maybe setting some boundaries around that mm-hmm. and just explaining to them your um, your goals and your mission and why you're trying to do what you want to do and then setting some of those boundaries. And then the next one is, is really – surround yourself with those people. So get in other communities where people do have that collaborative abundance mindset so that you can start to hear other people talking about it, because that is going to soak in. And really, if you don't have that community to get started, then things like podcasts are really great to listen to. And if you can't physically surround yourself with those people, then try to seek out those resources, reading books, listening to podcasts that are positive, that are talking about goals, that are talking about, you know, big picture thinking, all of those things. So that is definitely number one. Mm -hmm. And then number two is super tangible, is practice generosity. I think Mm -hmm. that is one of the best ways that we can practice having an abundance mindset Mm -hmm. is something like volunteering our time, um, maybe maybe donating to an organization that we hear about that were that that tugs on our heartstrings um, it could also just be connecting and building a relationship and giving to someone else so maybe that is like hey you connect with someone and they say hey i'm really struggling with this or or whatever that is and maybe you buy them a book and send it to them right like yeah. that is a tangible way that you can actually practice being generous. And in that way you're practicing having an abundance mindset. And then I would say the next one is being open to collaborations and working with other people and a tangible step that you can do with that. Sorry, one second. No, you're good. Can you hear? There's like yeah. trucks going by. Should I redo that part, that one part?
0: Maybe just the, the number three.
1: Okay, should I do the pra- the practicing generosity one or the next, or just go to the next one? I think
0: the next one. I didn't really hear anything during practicing generosity.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was like, it was getting louder and louder. Yeah. I'm like, oh my You're
0: gosh. Like, should I just talk louder and louder? That's what I do sometimes. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'll start I'll start the third one. Okay. So, yeah, number 3 would be collaborating with other people. And again, we talked a little bit about this earlier on, but it's making sure that, you know, you are looking for people who share values. So, sharing values and then sharing that abundance mentality and then also people who are giving people as well. And practice doing a collaboration. It doesn't have to be something huge. You don't have to get into business with someone if you've never done a, you know, collaboration before. Maybe it's, you know, um, featuring someone on your social, one of your social media pages, or maybe it's having someone as like a guest, um, uh, guest expert in your community, or maybe it's just asking someone to go for coffee and getting to know them like it can start really small but then building up that that practice of collaborating and working with other people and i think the more that you practice the more you're going to get good at again figuring out, okay, who are the types of people that I really love working with and I really love collaborating with and looking for those green flags, looking for those red flags (laughs) is really important as well. Um, And I want to actually add a tangible tip for those people who are like, okay, I'm all in on collaborations. I love this idea, Mm -hmm. especially if you're a business owner and you're wanting to get a little bit more maybe exposure or connect with other people is make your list get out a spreadsheet or get out a Google Doc or get out your planner, make a list of like your ideal dream collaborative partners.
0: Yeah.
1: And put it like, put it down on paper, put it down, like put it everywhere and write it down and then figure out how can I start to build that connection? How can I start to build that relationship? Maybe that's following them on Instagram. Maybe that's um, listening to their podcast. Maybe that's reading their book. Maybe it's just sending them a quick email saying like, hey, I love what you're doing. I'm so inspired by what you're creating and then just like leaving it at that, right? So Put out your dream collaboration list and then figure out little ways that you can start that connection because then when you're ready to pitch them um, an idea or collaboration, you've already set the groundwork for that. Yeah, you so built that
0: rapport. I teacher. love yeah. that advice so much. And I also love how you kept using the word practice because that's what I think of when I think of abundance mindset. Like it's not like a – flipping the switch and like, oh, now I have abundance mindset and that's it. You know, like it really does take practice and the more that you do it, the more – air quotes, natural, it's going to feel for you and become for you. So I really appreciate you using that word um, in regards to abundance mindset because it really is Mm -hmm. a practice um, with all of it, right? Like the time abundance, the collaboration abundance, the money abundance, like all of it, all of it. Um, Okay. So to wrap up our conversation, I feel like I could keep asking so many questions, but of course (laughs) I want to respect your time. I like to end with – questions that are like kind of hustle sanely-esque questions. Um, so how do you take care of your mental health as you work toward your goals?
1: Mm, I love this question so much. I think for me, especially in becoming a mom, um, it's really having those check-in points. Um, and actually, my husband's really good at doing this and I'm trying to get better at doing it for him as well. Like just checking in, saying like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Like, how are you really doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is a big thing is is checking in with yourself. And, you know, if you have, um, you know, a spouse or significant other, check in with them too yeah. and see how you're doing. And then also it's having things on the calendar that are not related to business or not related to work I think is so important because for me, like, things that light me up is, like, spending time with family, spending time with friends – Doing things that I love, getting outside, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing just like fun things that literally have nothing to do with my quote unquote goals. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> so that's, that's I think ones. the biggest thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that one. And then to kind of go along with that one, what is your favorite way in this season to practice self-care?
1: Such a good question. Um I think on a practical level, it is <laughs> just super simple. Like getting outside, getting fresh air, whether that be just like a walk around the block or um, something that I really love because I I used to really love uh, long baths, I know, mm-hmm. typical self care thing. <laughs> but now that I'm a mom, uh, more realistically, I love a long shower. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. I call it like the all in shower, the one where you're like washing yes. your hair, shaving, like, you know, the one, you know, the one. <laughs> that is real. Oh, self-care yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: you're even. just like closing your eyes, you're like pretending yes. you're in some like tropical place <laughs> yes. in a rainforest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on and just spending this time with the Hustle Stanley community. Where can they go to learn more about you and all that you have to offer?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation so much. You can find me. If you are a listener to podcasts, which obviously you are, if you're listening to this, um, we have a podcast just called Business Babes Collective. And actually, we had Jess on the podcast. Um, so definitely listen to that episode. It was such a great one. And also, you can find us just at businessbabescollective.com, where we have all of our resources. Actually, if you do slash resources, we've got lots of free things. So if you're interested in more of like the collaborative side of things, um, we have like like a download on how to pitch a collaboration. Oh so gosh, if you're amazing. in business, that might be helpful as well. And yeah, and then also you can find me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is just Danny with an i living life and my business Instagrams are linked there so you can find everything there.
0: Okay, perfect. And we'll make sure to link everything in the show notes too so that's easy to find um especially okay. the free resources like to help with the collaboration. I'm going to be going to download that. So (laughs) I am stoked about that one. But Danielle, thank you again so much. It was such a joy to have you on.
1: Thanks, Jess. I appreciate you.
0: I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show. I hope that it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story along with your biggest takeaway – make sure you tag me at Jess M. Massey so I can see it and share it on my story too. Your feedback is such an encouragement to me and it helps the show more than you will ever know. If you want more hustle sanely in your life, head on over to jessicamassey.com. It's actually my favorite place to hang out online. I'll meet you right back here next week. And until then, keep hustling sanely.